I've lived in this city for a majority of my life. But I have to admit, I haven't even come close to seeing everything this city has to offer. And one would think a good start, at the very least, would be visiting each borough, right? But I haven't even done that. I have Brooklyn covered, obviously. Manhattan and Queens, too. I've never been to Staten Island, though. That's a story for another time. And then the only borough left is the Bronx. Up until this day, I can't really remember ever going to the Bronx. I tried to really think about it. Surely I must have visited this borough at some point in my life. I lived here for over 20 years, right? Maybe a school field trip of some sort. Maybe to the Bronx Botanical Garden. Nope, no, no. I I just would have gone to the Brooklyn Botanical Garden. I give it some more thought. And then I thought, oh, maybe a trip to the Bronx Zoo, right? Animals and stuff, classic NYC field trip destination. But then again, no, I went to the Prospect Park Zoo in Brooklyn. Okay. I tried to give it even more thought. I tried to think really hard. Then I finally remember I have been to the Bronx before. Once when I was about 11 or 12. It was in the summertime and I was attending a barbecue. My cousin's dad used to live in the Bronx and he invited a bunch of us to this small family get together. I barely remember that barbecue, but as I think to myself on the train, on this long commute deep into the Bronx, I realize my cousin and her dad, the one who invited us to that barbecue, they both live in Brooklyn now. There's always been some kind of beef between Brooklyn and the Bronx. It dates back to when the New York Yankees and Brooklyn Dodgers would face each other in the World Series. And it still comes up when you think about Brooklyn-Bronx rivalries in hip-hop music and culture. But for me, I just never had many reasons to go to the Bronx. Until this day, of course.
can I just, is this, nope. <laughs> is this locked? No, it's not. Oh, okay. I was just afraid to enter. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. That's okay. Go ahead. You lead the way. <laughs> it's really cold. Come in. Hi. Oh, you have your Tim's? Look at you. I did. Already. <laughs> oh, yeah. How was the commute here? It wasn't that. I took a nap. <laughs> I took a nap. Well, as you should. Yeah. It's a long one. Yeah. and her family have lived in this borough for her entire life. And lucky for me, the only beef that day was the kind Nahid's mom was cooking in their kitchen. Second time ever coming to the Bronx. So I just realized how tall you were. Oh my god. No worries. I'm a tall girl. It's all good. But yeah, this is my tiny room. Oh my god, look at that little picture of you. I was like fourth grade. Is it too dark or do you mind? That's kind of dark. I mean, just in general, but (laughs) since elementary school, Nahid has lived in this apartment with her mom, dad, and older sister. I kind of like grew with it in a way and um, we just came here along like I think in the early 2000s and I, I don't remember who called dibs on what room because that was so long ago yeah but I used to share this room with my sister and um, we've always like had our moments here we like blast music um, I don't really know there's just there's kind of like a bit of everything growing up if she and her sister weren't at school, you'd find them here, at home. A normal day would be like my parents waking up at like 10.30 in the morning, mm-hmm. um, my mom getting my dad food to like eat and stuff, and they're always on the phone talking to like relatives abroad, and it comes off as them like mad and screaming, but they're not mad and screaming, they're just like, that's just how they talk, <laughs> and it's just like, I wake up to that all the, I used to, well, I, I still do, but like I used to wake up to that all the time. After that, my dad will go to work. It will just be me, my sister, and my mom for most of the day. This is like when we don't have school. But when we do have school, we kind of go our merry ways. Usually it's just kind of like TV in the background, like some random noise on the side, (laughs) and my mom cooking. You smell the food all the time. And that's kind of how we went, went about our day. Towards the evening, my dad would come home, and we'd watch TV as like me, my sister, and my dad in the sofa, and my mom would always, my mom is always in the kitchen. So like, that's her place. (laughs) So like, she's always doing what she gotta do over there. But me, my sister, and my dad would like watch TV, like casually, talk about our day, and just like, talk about like random stuff we'd watch like shark tank on tv and like, i would watch shark tank with my parents <laughs> shark tank is such a good show to watch Isn't with it? your parents no yeah because it's like you get an understanding of your parents like entrepreneurial yes. spirit yes. like everyone's got a little bit and i was surprised because he actually has a lot of that and i'm just like what he's like no that wouldn't work yeah like, you don't think so <laughs> literally and like he was like we'd always like go back and forth with that or we'd watch like america's got talent or like um american idol and like we'd be like no she has talent no he 
he doesn't have talent. No, he cannot sing or he can sing. And it would just like be a back and forth. I have a very like nuclear family in my opinion. Like just like me, my sister, my mom, and my dad. And my mom is always cooking or my dad is always like coming back from work tired or something. So that's always been the setup for like as long as I can remember, even till this day. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people don't have that nowadays. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. No, I'm, but it's I'm, nice. I feel like I live in the sixties because that's <laughs> that's the setup with my house. Like literally, that's the setup. It's cute though. Yeah. And when she wasn't at home, Nahid stayed pretty close to home my elementary school is literally a block away from me and it was an elementary middle school so that that was that i was there from like kindergarten all the way up until eighth grade my high school is 10 minutes away and that was an all-girls catholic high school so it's literally up the block it goes pretty much without saying she knows this neighborhood pretty well it's a lot of different types of cultures here we have a lot of like brown people here like indian bengalis like that's the kind of people like I am aware of a lot because my mom hangs out with them so we have that and then we have just a mix of everybody in a way um everyone is actually really friendly here I will I will say that like we've never had a problem with anybody per se like it's just like a hi and bye how are you and in the summertime we have our garden so like everyone is just like oh my god like what is this what are you guys planting and they're not afraid to ever like approach us and ask us questions so there's not really any kind of hostility or any of that nature but um for the most part it's been fine I'm used to a lot of the people here she doesn't remember much about the other two places they lived in before this apartment. Only one memory comes to mind. It was a stormy night and like it was pitch black. It was dark. Like clouds were out, everything. It was like 8 p.m. or something. And like she just like grabbed my hand and she was just like, yo, let's do a rain dance. <laughs> I know. I know. So just imagine two brown girls <laughs> dancing around the table in the dark doing a rain dance. <laughs> what what was what was the rain dance? <laughs> just we were holding hands and we we're just like kind of like with no music. No. <laughs> just like this is the rain. Yeah. But so, that's actually kind of cute though. Yeah. So like it was that's literally like that was our dynamic for like when we were kids. Like we didn't really care. Nahid and her older sister are four years apart. We were we were close when we were younger. I'm not gonna lie to you there. When we reached like our teenage years, see that was a problem. The thing with her is that she got really bullied. And like even in middle school she was super bullied, like all the time. And like I never kinda understood it. Like, I was just too young. I didn't, like, I didn't, when she would come home crying, she would be like, you know, I got bullied. Like, I, like, they're making fun of me. Like, I didn't get it. You know, mm-hmm. I was just like, why don't and you? And you two, because of the age difference, were you two ever in the same school at the same time? No. Okay, but you went to the same schools. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. We weren't really at the same, at the same time, no. Yeah, we're four years. Four years yeah. The, yeah. So, like, she's out, I'm in. Right. Exactly. Literally the setup for, like high school and even like middle Middle school school. elementary school everything so when she reached her teenage years it was kind of it was kind of a weird dynamic between us because i was like in fifth grade and she would be like in eighth grade and i didn't understand a lot of things or like i would be in fourth grade she would be in eighth grade there you go i didn't really understand like her moods her changes and like the way she felt so it was hard to relate with her but as they've gotten older the relationship grew for the better she left about a year ago and after she left like our relationship has been so much better like so much better so i feel like her moving out was a really good decision 
because we needed that space you know like she's 25 now and i'm 21 and it was just like having too much, it just was like too much estrogen in the in like this house like yeah. my mom my sister <laughs> me it was just too much your dad and, was like i'm gonna go yeah my dad my dad is like he was just like chill but like he nah so like the fact that she left kind of let me like breathe and like figure out myself and like our relationship between each other it was much better much much better growing up like any family her parents had clear expectations. We're Muslim. Mm-hmm. So that's been tough. That's always been a, a challenge. And when I was younger, I was taught to read the Quran at like age three, four. Like I, I can read Arabic. So that's that's something that like brown parents and like in general Muslim people like do. They want their kids to know Arabic so they can read the Quran. My parents expect us ideally in their world. <laughs> they expect us to pray five times a day. And then, like, when I reached college, I just was, I, I don't have the attention span for it, and yeah. I don't have the energy for it, realistically speaking. It's just, like, a lot of people are dedicated to it, and I respect them for that. That's a very tough thing to do. But um, for me, it was just, like, one day I'll pray, one day I won't pray. <laughs> um, so that was always me. And they don't pressure it on me anymore. So what did that pressure look like when you were younger? Like, Nahid, why aren't you praying? It's time to pray. Nahid, it's sunset. What are you doing? Turn off your TV. It's time to pray. Like, literally verbatim. That's how it was. I see. So that was how it was for a while. There was also, like, every time it was the summer, it was so tough because we're not allowed to wear shorts or anything. So we had to, like, kind of, like, cover ourselves and, like, wear pants and... It's just, like, it was very tough because, obviously, it's summer, it's 90 degrees weather, and, like, the Bengali community in that regard, they're not very open-minded to that, so that's been, it's always been a challenge. Um, Going outside, I cannot really wear, like, shorts or anything around this neighborhood because that's considered sinful, that's considered wrong. So that's been a big, a a major challenge. And like, my mom is much more open-minded to that now, but like, I'm, I'm respectful in the sense that I won't like wear anything crazy around here. I'll do it like in my, in elsewhere, like in the city or something. Mm -hmm. So that's, it's, it's been tough, but that's kind of been the culture that I've been around for like all my life maintaining these expectations over a long period of time especially while growing up got difficult and at times it was challenging to speak to her parents about anything sometimes it even put a strain on their relationship with my mom it's been interesting like i remember when i was younger it was like you know Let's go to the grocery store or whatever. Like, it was mad casual. And then when I reached, like, my adolescence, like, 11, 12, 13, I started, like, developing an attitude. I would always, like, talk back at my mom. That's kind of where, like, it started reaching a little bit of a downfall. And she was just like, why are you saying this to me? Why are you doing this to me? Like, why are you arguing with me over this? Like, I don't understand you. I want the old Nahid back. And I'm just like, damn. (laughs) Um, I just had so much hormones going on. Like, I didn't know... Like, it was good at first, and then when I reached, like, my adolescence, it was intense. And, like, I think, like, oh, we would always fight. We would always fight. Over the littlest things. 
like I didn't feel like I, I just I felt like she was always on my back and I didn't feel comfortable like really like opening up with her mm. and I it has to do with like her you know like we're first generation here and like she doesn't like fully grasp like what it means to be a teenager because like when she was a teenager it's a different dynamic like she had Fashion Bangladesh. yeah she was like her my grandma had like seven kids so they were all just like doing their chores coming home from school obedient you know like no talk back nothing and like that was that so like when that she American said, culture though <laughs> when she's spoiled literally brats. like it comes off as that you know like she just and I know like she didn't really know how to cope with it so that was that was that for a while before she and her sister were born her parents lived in Queens and before that they lived in Bangladesh my dad actually like used to tutor my mom in Bangladesh back in the day and like my mom's mom my grandma she did not want my mom to marry my dad like she was against it like 100% they kind of eloped (laughs) and they kind of said like fuck it and my dad ended up coming to the states and then my mom followed like a few years later and my grandma for my mom's side did not accept like you know what I mean she did not accept she didn't accept it and she didn't talk to my mom for like like, a f- like, five years, maybe, or a, a while, because she was livid over that. My mom was in her 20s at the time, and mm-hmm. my dad was, like, in his 30s. They're, like, 10 years apart. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, that was their age, and um, my grandma was not supportive of it. There was also a lack of support from her dad's side of the family. There wasn't much communication. They kind of didn't approve the marriage either. <laughs> and like, <laughs> God bless. They're not really like, they weren't really open to like us, like me and my sister in general, because they didn't support the marriage. So why would they support the kids? <laughs> so like, that's kind of, that was kind of why we weren't really close to them. Nahid and her sister didn't know much about their extended family. Just bits and pieces. For a while, when I was younger, I was kind of like, damn, like, I really want to meet them. Like, I, they're like, they seem so cool. They seem so different. They didn't have any other family members in this country. So sometimes they spoke to each other on the phone. And every now and then, they would receive packages from relatives on her mother's side of the family. She kind of knew them. Like, every time I talk to them on the phone, it would just be like, hey, we miss you, like, we want to see you, like, when are you coming here? And then they'd always send us, like, I still have them, they used to send us, like, cards, and, like, my cousin actually has really good drawing capabilities, so, like, they'd write, like, cute messages, and, like, it was very, like, genuine, like, it looked genuine. It was handwritten, colored up, all that, and I was like, damn, like, that's really nice, like, who are these mystery people sending me these cool cards, like, <laughs> how do they look like? Because we didn't have- I was gonna say, yes, like, in the late 90s, mid- 2000s there was no like, yeah yeah there is no like there was no facebook there was no instagram yeah, there's no nothing. facetime we just like they'd send pictures of themselves like one or two via like friends that came over you know here and um back and forth but that was really my only connection i didn't really know much else for a while as time went on and technology got a little bit savvier she was soon able to put faces in real time to the people she knew very little about. With my mom's side, they live in the city all their life. So I was trying to reach out to them more and they'd always make the effort to as well. Like they'd always send us like random stuff like clothes or like the cards or like 
like a snack or something something cool the desire to meet them was more in, like intense for me like i wanted to see them and then i came across my cousins i think my cousin friended me on facebook or something and then that's how we kind of like started kind of reaching out to each other like hey like this is you know like this is me this is you like this is so cool like i'm finally talking to you after god knows how long and that was that was when i was like 11 12 so oh that's yeah. so cute yeah yeah really facebook 11 12 yeah we developed a really strong bond from facebook which is so funny um i don't i always remember like looking forward to every morning because i would talk to him every morning because the time gap when it's yeah you get it it's like a 12 hour time i don't remember it, it's, it's a major time gap but in the morning time would be the night time for them and they sleep late naturally so they were they would always be up at like one two three four there's an 11 hour time difference between bangladesh and new york so i think i my limit for talking to them was like 10 a.m to like 2 p.m uh-huh. And then they knock out. So, like, I'd always look forward to talking to them on Facebook or whatever, or Yahoo Messenger, and just, like, getting to know them. And that meant a lot to me. And then eventually, like, Skype came out or something. This is so old. Like, my parents were aware that we were talking to them, and, like, they wanted to see them, too. Like, that's their, like, you know, that's their sister, and that's their brother, all that. So, it wasn't when, like, it was kind of when Skype was, like, there but like slow, slow. <laughs> when it wasn't it was like oh 20, God, 20 it wasn't good yet yeah <laughs> oh gosh bad. now they have like group chat or some shit yeah you can even do like group FaceTime. see they didn't have that they didn't have that see that's what pisses me off because i wanted to do that then and i couldn't do that then wow now they want to come up with this fancy stuff yeah <laughs> but um no so my dad he like i remember one time it was me it was actually all of us we went to best buy or something after like coming back from like a family friend's house and um we we bought like we bought a webcam for like 50 bucks put it on the dell put it on top of the desktop we have over there well i don't think we we, have, we still have it and then um the next day we were like trying to figure it out <laughs> but like that was that one day where we were, like we saw them and we were like talking to them and it was so cool and it was like what the fuck like this is awesome because we didn't have like the fancy phones before i had an android yeah <laughs> and um my mom wasn't really tech savvy my dad i think he had a flip phone so that computer was our only way to communicate with them and that was so cool we saw them and like it was they saw us obviously and like we were just like talking the connection was shitty but like i finally put a face to like the person i was talking to like all these years on facebook or like messenger and then it kind of continued for a little bit and then eventually we got our phones yeah now it's like super easy now it's like whatever (laughs) now it's just whatever yeah back then it was kind of cool it was really cool yeah yeah Coming up after the break, Nahid and her family makes another connection with family members abroad. But this time, their connection goes beyond the World Wide Web. This episode of Back Home is brought to you by My Patients for the MTA. Please don't misunderstand me. This podcast is not sponsored at all. But in order to make this show possible, I definitely had to put in a lot of commuter hours. The great thing about commutes, though, is that it's great for listening to podcasts. So if you like this episode and you like the show, make sure to share it with your friends and family. 
If you're feeling super generous, you can leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate it. Also, feel free to email me your thoughts about the show at thebackhomepodcast at gmail.com. Who knows? Maybe next time I'm on the subway, I can look over my shoulder and I'll see a fellow passenger listening to the Back Home Podcast. That would be actually pretty cool. Now, without further ado, back to the episode. This is the kitchen for the most part. Um, I got that spice thing for my mother on Mother's Day. Cute. <laughs> that, that was really it. This is the living room and the setup. Well, we, my mom gardens, so she brings the plants over, but they're all going to die. So this is just like the last rep. That's a lemon tree. Yeah, that's a lemon tree. Um, that's a lemon right there. <laughs> God bless. Yeah, it's really cool. Like our garden, I wish you came in the summertime. That would be so much more fun fun because you would see like all the yeah. vegetables we plant <laughs> season two <laughs> <laughs> oh man we turn the light here but yeah and my mom is kind of like i don't want to say grandma but she has like that little um uh what's the noun like little knickknacks and stuff yeah she has like that um that kind of like style i uh-huh. guess and I think, like, there was a kid that, like, took one of her eggs, and she was livid. She was like, why did he take my eggs? He needs to go to hell. <laughs> why did his mom teach him how to not steal? Oh, my it gosh. It was so funny. But, um, yeah, for the most part, this is the living room. Mm-hmm. And, like, so you see, like, there's, like, little weird, like, stuff that my mom has. Yeah. No, I love it, though. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. It gives I'm, it character, I'm Nahid. I'm so tired <laughs> There's, it. like, more on the show. She has, see, I didn't even know there were two lamps here. Nahid's parents stick to the city. They don't travel much. And they never traveled a lot as a family growing up. And this is their room. This has been their room for like like over 10 years. And yeah, like it's just like a, yeah, a bunch of like garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and what you ate, let's see. We have two freezers here. Oh, this is her her hall of magnets. Oh my god! You could go see it. (laughs) Yeah. Whoa! I know. (laughs) They're all like food in the one New York magnet. (laughs) (laughs) It's like just in case you forgot. You have no idea. My mom is so weird. It's like it's crazy. But this side of the house is kind of bland, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. It's kind of just like basic. We used I used to study here when I was like in. No, my parents have not left the country in like 30 years. <laughs> God bless. Yeah, yeah. So like since they came here, they haven't. No, they have not. They've traveled out of the city before. They used to for annual gatherings, but they don't do it as much these days. I know every summer we'd go um there was like like a Muslim kind of like picnic thing as a community. Like the Muslims here, they like do that. We all like take like travel buses and we go to like Bear, Bear what is it called again? Bear Mountain or like random places in Long Island. And um, it's just like, it's like a nice, like it's a calm environment. There's like a lake or something. We'd always go there every summer. So that was that. And how long was that? that like year? how long we do that for? Like good, like five, six years, a while. 
I think when 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 we reach like high school or college, like towards the end of high school, beginning college, that's when we just were like, nah, we're not doing this anymore. No need. Nah, nah. But that was a nice kind of time as of us as a family. Like we、mm-hmm. traveled on the bus together, and like we came back, and like when we were there, we kind of like did our own thing because like there's other kids and like. The adults are usually with the adults, and the kids are with the kids, and we're just like, yeah. But that's about it. Nahid, on the other hand, has had her moments outside of the city. She's taken trips with friends to Jersey and upstate. She went to visit Philly with her sister before too. But in a way, she's played it safe as well. Up until high school, she mainly stuck to the Bronx. Most things were within a walking distance of her house. She tried to switch it up when she went to college. I actually started off at Pace University, which is in Manhattan. Obviously, it was a one-hour commute, one hour and change sometimes commute, and I was only there for one semester. And then I came, I I transferred over to Lehman, which is literally like up the block from my high school, so a fifteen-minute walk in total. Where you are now? Yeah, where I am now. I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, at one point, I was like, don't want to go out of your comfort zone. Exactly. Like I, when I left high school, I was like, you know what? I want to be like out of this borough. I want to be like in Manhattan. I want to like do something, whatever. Like I just want to get away from this environment. And my dad and mom were like, yeah, cool, go for it. Go ahead, spread your wings. Yeah, do what you gotta do. Little Bronx baby. And then I saw the tuition for Pace University, and I was like. It was a lot of money,、mm-hmm. and my scholarship, like they change up the scholarship、um, every year. Yes, is that not is that not wild? <laughs> it's like、that's、when you get accepted, you're like, wow, that's a lot of money. Right, had... and then like when you keep moving up, you're like, sweet, gonna have because like you kind of plan for it. You're like, okay, sophomore year, I can do this, this, and that. Yeah, this scholarship. Yes, and then you get your award, and like, the scholarship is that one like, thing with that, that. Yes, you changed it. <laughs> no, that's not. It's so like frustrating. Trap. <laughs> no, it is. It is、It's、crazy. And when I told my parents I was going to transfer, like they were livid at me. Like they were like, "How could you do this? Like we, you know, like we want you to go here. We're not saying no." And I was like, "You don't understand. Like when January hits and you see that bill, you're not gonna, you're gonna understand then, but you're not understanding now." And I was just like in my parents' room, just crying and like, you know, like I don't know what to do. Like this is so frustrating. Like they don't understand. They don't see it. You know, but I see it. So she made the decision to transfer anyway, and she remained living at home with her parents during school. I applied for Lehman and I got in, and then eventually they told me like I'm sorry, like they they apologized to me. I've been at Lehman ever since, so nice. And you're happy with it? I'm happy with it. Like I have a lot of like my friends from middle school and elementary school. Some of them actually go there, so it's like it's. Welcoming in that sense, but in regards to like the campus itself, it's not like my most favorite campus. Yeah, it's, it's like it's whatever. But I'm I don't mind it.、Uh, I've I've had to like get accustomed to it. Yeah. But for the most part, it's fine. Cool. It's and it's fifteen minutes away. Like I can skateboard. I can like take the bus home, take the train home. It's all kind of just like right there. Yeah,、so、that's convenient. It's convenient. It really is. <laughs> Convenience is like key, it、though. really is literally. <laughs> and two years ago. While school was in session, someone from her dad's side of the family called them. 
they reached out to us like earlier that year and they started mm-hmm. talking to us i think there was some kind of family drama or something and they reached out to us in order to clarify certain things and then my mom ended up developing a strong connection with my dad's brother's wife yeah so my dad's brother's wife and they still talk on the phone like all the time till this day mm-hmm. like that's like their morning ritual thing like talk on the phone so was this essentially like the first instance of like any kind of connection with your dad's side of the family Yes, in a more like casual, like, casu- regular, yeah, regular way. Because before, like we don't, we talk to our dads. Like we always talk to my dad's side of the family, but it wasn't like in the best of terms. It was kind of like, like we talking to you because we're talking to you. Like this is respect. Like we have to reach out to you, you know. But it wasn't like how are you? Like how is everything? Like we generally care for you. It wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. It, it was just like I guess we should probably ask. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was kind of like that for a while. But with my dad's brother and his family, his wife, his kids, like in the in that year of 2017, it was kind of their way of reaching out to us in a nice way. And that's how my mom and his wife kind of reached a really good bond. And they were talking for a while and they're like, hey, like when are your kids like off? You know, like when are they off for like break or something? We want to see them. We've never seen them before. It's true. They've never even seen each other before, not even virtually. This particular side of the family lived in Italy. And I've never had any kind of connection with any of the kids like on Facebook or anything with this side of the family. Like I've never talked to them. So my parents were like, "Hey, like do you want to go to Italy? You have like spring break coming up. Do you want to go?" And at first I was like, oh, <laughs> "I don't know. I'm kind of nervous." They weren't going to go. Like my parents were not going to go. So I was it was literally me at that point. It was up to her and her sister to go. Nahid's sister went first. She went in February, and Nahid was still in school at the time. Nahid scheduled her trip for spring break in April. As I approached the day of when I had to leave, I was so anxious and nervous. I was just like, can I cancel this? Can I cancel this? Can I please cancel this? I actually had a midterm the day after. <laughs> like the day after you came I, back? I were to come back, yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. I hate that. And but I I already like set myself up for it. Obviously, I bought the tickets way in advance. I tried to even get a refund for it, but they weren't. They wouldn't let me. Oh, you like went as far as to see like yes. Like, I can have I legitimately. I have. Cancel? I don't know. I think it's the thing I have. I think I have like anxiety as like the day to wherever I go comes mm-hmm. and like leading up to something. Yeah, I have the worst anxiety, and I just get paranoid and I get scared, and then I'm just like, oh my god, why did I do this to myself? She didn't know what to expect. This was going to be her first time away from home, a long way from home, for a long period of time. A week can go by pretty quickly, but at the same time, a lot of stuff can happen in a week. So she went to her sister with her questions. Like, what did you do? What did you see? Like, she was a guinea pig, so she told me everything. And I was was asking her the most questions because she went there recently. And my parents can tell me, like, more about the personalities of, like, my uncle and stuff. Like, what did they say? 
they were like oh like you know like they're excited to see you and like just like generic stuff like they're happy to see you and you know just go there be in your best behavior yeah (laughs) (laughs) don't be crazy don't walk out looking crazy um but that's really what i got from my parents as far as my sister i got like the real scoop out she was like she was like all right if you want to like go to the bar or something don't expect it because you know that's not gonna happen just expect to see like a lot of landmarks coliseum so she was telling me she was like all right expect this like expect you them to take you everywhere and like don't expect a lot of like you know haram things going to you can do because you can't (laughs) you can't do that when you're with family and sure enough when she arrived in italy that's what they did she stayed at their apartment in rome once i got there my cousin and uncle picked me up i met with my aunt that same night i like hugged my aunt like i it was really cool like it was the first time really ever seeing her like i never really like i saw pictures of her from like back in the day but like i've never seen a recent picture of her so that was a nice moment i met my cousin he was kind of quiet at first but like fair yeah like who is this weird chick like like, coming here we're related yeah (laughs) Like, he knew of me, and I knew of him, but, like, I didn't really know him at all. At all. But as the trip moved along, they started to get to know each other. They were no longer just vague family members they sort of knew. I ended up developing a really good relationship with my 16-year-old cousin. Like, he was the one that, like, really wanted to, like, take me out to see these places. And, like, we just developed a really good bond and that's the one thing that really came off of that trip. After sunset, we'd always go to like this gelato spot and like he'd always get me gelato and like I kept on having gelato for like five days straight and I ended up getting like a sore throat, but it was so worth it because that gelato is heavenly. Like it's so good. First day was a Vatican, second day was Trevi, third day I think I think was more casual. We went to like some kind of park or something. Nice. And then Towards the fourth or fifth day, we went to the Coliseum, and then towards the end, we kind I kind of like stayed at home because I was so tired. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like exploring day to day, back to back. Yeah, I would imagine. Literally, so. towards the end, I think we went to like this one park with like the whole fam, and uh, we went on like a boat ride or something. They, it was a picture there. Yeah, so that's them. That's cute. Yeah, that was them. Look at how cute they were. <laughs> Then I think the the last day, like, my cousin took me out to, like, some random... He was like, you want to, like, see some last-minute things? Just come with me. And, like, yeah. he was, like, my tour guide. <laughs> That's cute, though. And, yeah. I have a family member as a tour guide. Obviously, like, I would see certain things, and my cousin would be like, nah, like, it's really not worth it. Like, don't even go there. Like, like you're what, wasting your time. No, there was a lot of, like, alleyways where, like, you could tell they're set up for tourists. Like, they have, like, super expensive, like, ice cream and like random other stuff and he's just like yo can we just move on like it's not worth your time and i was like okay whatever like i don't really care yeah so like he was he kind of like gave me the lowdown of like what rome really was for what it was and i appreciated that because i don't want to feel like i'm a fucking tourist even though i am a tourist while in rome she still checked in with her parents I talk to my parents all the time mm-hmm. and they're like yeah we miss you stuff like that when you're coming home because they weren't used to me leaving for that long you yeah. know especially in like Italy like what was it like not seeing your parents like at the end of the day or at least like if you've been away home obviously longer than a day or two just like for a long period of time 
you're so far away from the box. I know. Like, your parents are not close to you. I know. And, like, considering the fact that, like, everything is around me is, like, right there. And I'm just, like, um, it was, it was intense. It was kind of, like, at first I was homesick. But then, like, I FaceTimed them. I knew they weren't going anywhere. And, like, my aunt was there. And she was, she was, like, a mother figure to me. So I was, like, okay. Like, you know, this is fine. I can, I can live through this. Mm -hmm. I can probably live through this. I'll be fine. I'll get through the week. Yeah. Nahid enjoyed herself that week in Italy. She did things she wasn't used to doing back home. My parents are very structured in the sense that this time we're going to watch TV. This time we're going to eat. This time we're going to go outside and go in the garden or some shit like that. With them, it was just, they didn't care about time. They were more like carefree and relaxed, which I wasn't used to. So like they'd be up at like 12, 1, 2, just like talking or like eating. And like my uncle would just like randomly come to me. He's like, hey, you want something to eat? <laughs> I'll make you something real quick. I was like, he's like, I'll make you pasta. I was like, wait, 12 a.m.? What? <laughs> I'm not used to eating after a certain time because that's how my parents raised me. They were like, after this time, like you shouldn't be eating. But, like, with them, they were more laid back. They were like, yo, like, you want to go out for a walk or something? And I'm just like, it's midnight. It's 1 a.m. You sure? He's like, yeah, like, what's the big deal? And I did a lot of that with my cousin, too. And, like, I, I don't do that with my own sister. Like, I don't walk out with her at fucking 12 a.m. at night. <laughs> yeah. So, like, we would literally just, like, leave the house. Be like, yeah, we're leaving. Bye. And then just, like, walk outside, talk he he actually like drinks so like we go to the store and buy like beer <laughs> that was yeah. my only like um but like yeah yeah we just like like get beer talk sit in like some random park and just like vibe and that's something that i don't have here like when i'm home at least like with my fam like i don't have that so that was different out of this entire trip there's one little moment that nahid seems to remember the most it was, like, me, my uncle, and my cousin. We went out. I, th I think it was, like, a day or two before I was going to leave. We um, we just took a walk out in the night. And um, there was, like, this gyro spot or something. And, like, he bought me, like, this, like, kebab. I forgot what it was. It was some kind of... I have a picture of it. It was, like, a kebab and, like, a pita bread. And it was just, like, a nice moment because, like... It was just... It felt right. And, like, we were just, like, talking and vibing. And I was eating. And I just felt really content, like... Overall, I was just, I just felt really good. And that was the one day where I was just like, damn, I'm gonna miss this place. You know, like, I'm, it kind of sank to me that, like, this moment will never happen really again. I mean, it might, but yeah. the chances of it is very slim. So I was just like, damn, I'm gonna miss this place. I mean, when I got off the plane, it was kind of, like, apprehensive. Like, who are these people? <laughs> hugging at them at the same time, because it's like, I'm here! Yeah, yeah. So it was just, like, kind of putting up a face, like, yeah, I'm happy to see you, but I don't really know you. <laughs> yeah. And then versus when I was leaving, I was just like, damn. Like, it was a more genuine hug from my end, of course, and I'm sure on their end. It was just, it felt more, like real it just felt more i keep saying the word genuine i can't think of anything else a solid yeah it felt like, so, like a solid like relationship given the short amount of time i was there and like i think my my uncle was starting to cry a little bit the men in our family do not cry so it was kind of funny <laughs> when you were leaving yeah because he because we all know like like i'm in college and like they they like do their own thing like they they don't really they kind of go to italy back and forth so they knew that this moment was not going to happen again and for a while at least and um so they were aware of that and it was sad to say goodbye so yeah that was a sad moment in the matter of a week her understanding of her own family expanded for the first time in a while 
She had more to look to than photographs, or more to remember than voices over the telephone. She had moments that she could think back to, her own moments. She had her own photos she could remember taking. She had her own memories now. I kind of like gain respect for like my uncle and my aunt and my cousin and like I realized that I shouldn't like isolate myself as much from that side of the family because like they care they like that was their effort of reaching out and they obviously provided their home for me to live in so I'm more open-minded towards them and why do you think you were isolated before that trip because I just didn't know them like that. Mm-hmm. I did not know them at all. Like, I would hear bits and pieces of, about them, but I didn't, like, know them. So mm-hmm. it was just like, who are you, you know? Mm-hmm. And I knew that there was always hostility with, like, my dad's side of the family, with my mom. They didn't, they never supported the marriage. They don't really, like, the overall rumor is, like, they don't like us. They don't like my mom. So, like, how does that make, like, that didn't make me feel good. <laughs> like, that made me feel like shit. I'm just like, all right, like, bye. I don't want to talk to you. But, um... When after that trip, I was like, okay, like, everyone in that family is not a bad person. Like, they're not, you know, I was more open-minded towards, like, talking to them and, like, getting to know them and kind of putting away that negative mindset. Like, yeah, they don't like me. No, not the case. Not Mm -hmm. the case at all. After coming to this realization and having this new connection with family she previously thought wanted little to do with her, coming back home was difficult. Coming back was tough because that's when I had to say goodbye and I had to say hello to this, like to my reality. Mm-hmm. So, back to the Bronx. Yeah, um, I was so sad. She had a midterm to take when she got back. A midterm right after spring break. That sucks. But that wasn't really the main reason why she found herself unhappy. It, it was kind of sad. Like, I, I took the test, obviously. That was fine. But um, I just didn't want to be here. I don't know. I just I just didn't want to be here. I wanted to be back in Italy. Like, I wanted to be back with my cousin exploring, like, random stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. I just felt more happier doing that versus coming here. And... Why do you think? Because, I mean, coming here, it was just, like, the same old. And there's no, like... I don't know what I'm going back, you know? And it was just like, all right, how am I going to, how long am I going to be here for? Like, I was just kind of, I was really sad. And like, I would just like look at everything around me and just like, just like get an overwhelming feeling of like unhappiness. I just didn't want to be here anymore. Like, yeah. I just wanted to be in Rome. I wanted to travel somewhere else. I wanted to like get out of here, you know? So like, like kind of- wanted to experience new things. Yeah. And like going back to the routine that I- you know, left and I have to come back to, it was just like, all right, I don't want to do this. And to be fair, we can chalk up some of these feelings to post-vacation blues. Everyone feels a little bit sad after returning from a trip, especially when it's so vastly different from your day-to-day surroundings. But even after Nahid came out of her post-Italy slump, she knew that she wanted to keep having experiences like that. She wanted to keep trying new things. The same person that was so used to being at home and staying in the Bronx wanted to get out of the Bronx a little more often now. I would try to like venture out more to like different boroughs like Brooklyn. I don't really go to Brooklyn often, but I've changed that up. I've reached out to like more people, like friends that I haven't really talked to in a while. I reach out to them. Like, I developed a good friendship with one of my friends. I slid in his DMs. I'm just like, can you teach me how to skateboard? (laughs) And um, 
it took a while, but like he ended up like teaching me, and that was a good bond that I had. And I don't really see myself doing that like a year ago because I was just like in my little comfort zone, you know. Yeah. But after that trip, I don't, I don't even. It was that trip, and probably like other factors as well. I'm not gonna just put it to that trip. Yeah. But like I kind of learned to like go out of my comfort zone and like talk to people that I don't really know like that. Just like take a leap, you know, and. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work, but that's just how it was, yeah. yeah. Nahid wants to go to Europe again. She isn't exactly sure when or how, but she wants to make it happen. For now, she does what she can. She stays out late. She leaves the Bronx whenever she can. So do you think that like your parents have noticed this like since that trip and like other factors that contributed to it? Mm-hmm. Like, you going out of your comfort zone more? Yeah, they notice that when I come home mad late. (laughs) (laughs) So I got, there's that comfort zone. Yeah. (laughs) Um, They know, like, they know I'm very spontaneous nowadays. Mm. (laughs) I mean, I sound like a rebellious kid, but, like, no one kind of gets it until you're in it. I'm trying to enjoy my vacation time as much as I can. So, like, if I want to leave at a certain time, I'll leave at a certain time. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. I want to leave, I'll leave. And whatever move she makes, she tries to take more leaps along the way. 